Welcome to the Remnant Godcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's program. Hope you're having a blessed week so far. We are very excited and thankful that you've tuned in to the show. Please share the show, share the links. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, Remnant News. We also are on various podcasting platforms, and I really appreciate you tuning in today's show. You know, when we were looking at the topic and what to talk about today, uh, it really became clear to me as looking at the Drudge Report. You ever looked at the Drudge Report? It's one of the busiest sites in the world. And what it does, it compiles news headlines and articles and kind of gives us a glimpse all in one of what's going on in the world. It's something that I look at often and uh, try to, you know, talk about the things that are on there, uh, headlines especially. But that's not our only resource. We actually scan the internet and listen to a bunch of different radio shows every day just to try to gather intelligence and information on things that we can talk about on the show that would be relevant to our audience that are important for Christians from a biblical worldview. But I will tell you this, the world is a mess and it needs Jesus. In fact, we're the only ones that have the true answer, the true void filler, which is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Anything else is just not going to really fill that void. I mean, we can try to find happiness in various things, but those things are usually temporal. But the happiness and joy that we find in Jesus Christ is actually eternal, meaning that if we allow him into our heart to be our Lord and Savior, that literally we will spend eternity with him. That's why he gave us free will. He gave us free will because it's his desire that we choose him with our own free will and give back our will to him. That's what we need to do in our lives. In fact, many people are struggling in today's world. Every single day, I talk to so many people that are dealing with various issues like depression, oppression, addiction, relational issues, challenges financial, you know, financially. And how do we fix these things? I mean, they're, they're complex issues, some of them. Some of them take time. Some of them don't just happen overnight. And a lot of people allow discouragement to creep into their heart because it seems hopeless. In fact, if you were to really know the true situation of many people in today's world, you would realize that many people are really down, are really worried, are fearful of their future and uh, you know the trajectory of their current situation, their life. So as I gathered the headlines and information, and we will talk about some of the headlines and information today, it just reiterated to me the fact that the world needs Jesus more than ever. As we look over at the Middle East, we see that we are literally on the brink of war once again, war with Iran. Now, would the United States be able to beat Iran in a war? Most likely, yes. But Iran is a substantial threat. And like I had mentioned in recent episodes, they do have sleeper cells here in the United States. We could see some issues right here in the United States. And we're not used to that as Americans. We did have 9-11 that rocked us. You know, we've had, you know, over the years, some homegrown terrorist attacks. And there have been, you know, many, many shootings. And I can get into those in a few minutes. But you know, if we were to go to war with a country like Iran, we could see some things happen here in our homeland. And I think we need to be understanding and cognizant of that because it's not just a, a far off war where we'll once again send troops and, you know, be kind of bogged down for a few years there and then hopefully, you know, have some good results. This war could literally affect us into a more widespread 
situation that could, could escalate into not just a regional war, but more of a world war type scenario. Now, why do I say that? Well, because I study geopolitics and I study, uh, you know, movements of troops and economic warfare, like the uh, trade war that we're in with China right now and many other, uh, you know, hot button issues that are currently occurring around our world. And a lot of these issues have not been resolved. U.S. Uh, troops are still in many countries around the world. We have bases in more countries than any other country. Uh, you know, many, many uh, of our sons and daughters are abroad right now. And a lot of us, you know, don't even realize this or uh, pay much attention to it in our daily lives. And one of the reasons for that is because we have our own situations to deal with, like our bills and trying to support our family and, you know, just make it in today's challenging environment. So we, we don't think about the troops that are abroad and our military and uh, the various um, engagements that we're dealing with around the world. We still have a substantial amount of troops in Afghanistan, although the president is trying to draw down the troops. We still have, uh, you know, of course, in the DMZ, which is uh, in between North and South Korea. We have the Ramstein Air Base in uh, Germany, which is one of the world's biggest bases. We have bases all around the world. In fact, all you got to do is Google U.S. bases and you'll see we have a lot of troops abroad at all times. And it would be nice to bring a lot of those troops home. It would be nice to de-escalate in some of these conflicts and situations that have been going on for a really long time. But that's not even really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the fact of an escalation. And if we were to engage as some of the neocons or establishment figures, you know, so readily want to do like Lindsey Graham and others, you know, we could see a major escalation of not only sending more of our sons and daughters abroad, um, but, you know, like I said, seeing some things happen here on the homeland. And that's not a for sure thing. I mean, I'm not saying we absolutely would see something happen here on the homeland, but there's definitely an increased threat. And so we live in a world that there is a lot of instability right now. And oftentimes we can really get caught up in the weeds. I know I can when it comes to studying all these matters and being informed in all these matters. But, you know, sometimes I just got to pull back and look at the macro and say, really what we need more than anything right now, because this is the truth, is Jesus. We need to be spreading the gospel. We need to bring back the moral fortitude in this country. We need to have a firm foundation you know, a biblical foundation of morals and values and principles and, you know, establish the family once again. This is why so many of us at the root cause are dealing with a lot of the issues that we are. Now, there's other reasons like the devaluation of our currency and, you know, the, the fact that wages are not uh, increasing uh, with the cost of living in many American cities. Uh, I, I live in Los Angeles. And for me, I'll tell you, that's certainly the case. Um, we have not seen good wage growth here in years. It's been pretty stagnant, but yet we have seen a major increase in the cost of living. And so this causes a lot of stress. It makes you have to cut in a lot of areas that in the past you didn't have to. To find affordable housing is very challenging. Um, you know, it's, it's unbelievable what you have to pay for a two bedroom in Los Angeles these days. And on, you know, just to layer onto that, crime is increasing, homelessness is increasing. So we feel pressure in so many different areas. Not only do we have to be concerned about what's happening uh, you know, with our foreign policy and with factors that are happening with nations like Iran and you know, uh, Russia and China and other possible adversaries, but we also have to deal with what's going on in the homeland 
which is uh, you know an increase in the cost of living, increase in the cost of food, increase in the cost of gas. You know, everything seems to be increasing. Health insurance, oh my goodness. I don't know if you've ever tried to get health insurance that's not provided by your employer, but I will tell you, it's extremely expensive and hard to deal with. My wife has spent hours and hours, days and days on the phone trying to find good health insurance at times. Now, praise God, you know, we have good health insurance, but it took us a lot of research and it costs us a lot to have every month. And think about small businesses and ministries and churches that are asked to provide health insurance for their employees. You know, it's it's really a strain and a, and a challenge for these small businesses to be able to do that these days. So these are all things that most Americans are dealing with. And then on top of that, you have agendas that are being pushed, like the LGBTQ agenda that's uh, really heavily being pushed on our young people through various channels from schooling, you know, it starts at a very young age in the public schools, then they hear it again in college. Uh, it's on, you know, the messaging is on commercials, television shows, movies, celebrities. I mean, I just remember recently reading an article about Miley Cyrus, who I have a connection to actually. Um, and, you know, the fact that she's involved in a homosexual relationship right now. I mean, you know, people that the young people look up to, um, you know, as examples and people that they emulate these people are now living the gay lifestyle. So there's just so many different challenges. And for a Christian parent, are you a Christian parent or somebody that wants to raise a child, you know, or wants to just be a good example? Maybe you have a youth group or, you know, you're a youth worker at church or you're, you know, you teach Sunday school or, you know, you have people that look up to you in the community. Maybe you're a pastor or minister, police officer, you know, somebody that, um, that holds in a position of power or authority. And, and I know that there's many more people out there that feel frustrated and discouraged in this hour than we let be known. Uh, many of us keep our heads down and try to deal with it on our own. And, um, you know, so let me just tackle some of these issues because I've covered a lot right now. Uh, first of all, when it comes to the geopolitics of the world and the fact that we could be engaging into a war scenario. I really hope and pray this doesn't happen. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I supported President Donald Trump so substantially because he, uh, I believe in his core beliefs, he does not want to see us involved in any more regional conflicts. He doesn't want to see us involved in any more of these long stretched out wars that were bogged down in like Afghanistan, longest war in American history. I don't think he wants to see that. In fact, I think he wants to pull the troops out of a lot of these theaters. I think the issue is, is, is that there is a very powerful military industrial complex. And, uh, you know, you, you combine and contrast that with, um, you know, the people that want out. But, you know, the fact is, is that there, there's a, there's a lobby that's substantially funded that has the support of the neoconservatives that has the support of the warmongers in our government. Uh, a lot of these cong congressmen and women and senators that have been in power, especially in the Congress for a very long time, um, you know, that have held these positions and have made deals, um, you know, with some of these uh, think tanks and lobbyists and, uh, you know, they're deeply entrenched in these situations. And so they have, um, you know, something to gain from being uh, involved in war 
you know, every time we drop bombs, it costs billions of dollars, honestly. Uh, you know, it, it costs money to get the equipment to where it needs to go, you know, the military equipment. It costs money to, you know, keep the vehicles maintained and, you know, the entire supply chain. And so, you know, when you add all those factors, that keeps a lot of companies in business. That keeps a lot of, um, you know, um, weapon manufacturers in business. And U.S., one of our biggest exports is weapons. And one of our biggest, uh, you know, manufacturing bases that we manufacture in the United States is weapons, weapons of war. So, you know, it hurts the, not only does it hurt the economy a little bit, but it really breaks down this military industrial complex if we're not constantly engaged, engaged in perpetual war. So it's almost like we have to find, you know, for these neocons and establishment deep state figures that want perpetual war, we have to find new places to bomb all the time. And I know that sounds kind of like um, anti-American, but trust me, I'm very patriotic and I absolutely love our country, uh, but I don't want to see us bogged down in wars, especially wars that don't really get us anything. You know, if you think about it, there's lives at stake. Um, we often, again, because we're in so encompassed and, you know, entrenched in our own personal situations uh, where we, we don't really realize, you know, the, the amount of resources and the amount of lives that are affected each time we enter into one of these wars abroad. But I will tell you, I had in my personal life some really eye-opening experiences when I was able to be on the ground in some of these situations and see the real impact that happens, which is unbelievable. Um, you know, when I talk to people, you know, when I talk to people who have been in the war zones, when I uh, engage in interviews and conversations with military personnel and, and, and people that are in these countries that will tell you of the devastation that has occurred. I remember I had an interview a while back with somebody from Syria who is just kind of telling me from their bird's eye view, you know, the situation from their perspective of what they experienced in the Syrian civil war. And it was much different than what you will hear here in the American media, which by the way is owned by six corporations, 90% at least, and is very much a propaganda mouthpiece for the deep state in many ways. And if you don't believe that, you don't have to take my word for it. Look up Operation Mockingbird, um, and you'll see that um, you know the Church Commission and um, you know times where people have openly admitted uh, a relationship between the CIA, between the military-industrial complex, and our media. So you know it's kind of frustrating for me as a patriot, someone who loves our country, that wants to see peace, that prays for peace, to see that there is such a powerful military-industrial complex. And if you talk about this, and if this program were a bigger program where more people listen, like let's say millions of people listen to it. And by the way, we did used to get millions of people on Facebook until they started suppressing us. Uh, pretty sad and you know can be discouraging, but we're gonna press ahead and we believe it gets to the right people, which is God's remnant. So thank you for listening. But you know, we used to have a broader reach on YouTube. We had a channel that had you know thousands and thousands of views, hundreds of thousands of views. And um, actually we had millions of views to be honest with you. And that channel was closed, you know, and that was one of the first things that was censored as the censorship regime started being pulled out here in the United States on all these tech platforms. And then, you know, Facebook really went after us. <clears throat> so anyway, excuse me. So here we are today and we still have a, a decent sized audience, but clearly we've been suppressed. Clearly we've been shadow banned. Twitter, another one that's shadow banned us substantially. You know, so I, I, I will continue to do what I do until the Lord comes back or until God says no. Um, and that's why we're out here and we're not going to worry about, you know, the audience size. But it is discouraging for an alternative news person like myself or a broadcaster like myself to know that I'm being censored simply because of the truth that I'm telling.
And that's just the icing on the cake. I mean, what about the fact that they go after you? They go after you financially. You know, they try to shut you down. I mean, I can get into stories, but I just don't share them publicly. Um, So if you're a true teller, if you're out there doing what I do, or maybe even doing it on a larger scale, um, you will absolutely know that what I'm saying is 100% correct. In fact, I, I work with people that are also being censored because of what they do. So it just goes on and on and on and on. We are in a battle. We are in a war. And uh, this is the time for God's remnant church to rise up and to stand for truth. And the truth is what sets the captive free. I have never felt in my life or my walk a time where that statement is truer than now. The truth sets the captive free. Think about that. The truth sets the captive free. How many people do you know in your social circles, in your, even in your church, okay? Because this is really sad, but it's true. Even in your church, how many people do you know that are completely deceived? How many people do you know that watch MSNBC and CNN and think that's actually what's happening in the world? Even Fox News, which a lot of times can be also propagandized. I know a lot of people get mad at me for saying that. There's some great guys on Fox. I love Tucker Carlson. I've met him. I love Sean Hannity. I've met him. Great guy. Really believe he's a patriot. Really believe he's standing for the truth. But, you know, Laura Ingram, she's great. I have not met her. Um, you know, there's a few. Judge Janine, I have not met her, but she's awesome. I uh, love her show. You know, there's people out there on Fox that are standing for the truth. But, unfortunately, those people are being um, targeted by the network because the sons have taken over, the Murdoch sons. And, um, you know, so I think that Fox News truth-speaking days are numbered. They, that, you know, they, they will alienate their audience, and they already have done that to some extent. Guys like Shepard Smith, give me a break with that guy. Um, so they have already alienated a lot of their audience, but, you know, it's going to continue. So we're going to have to really seek out alternative news sources. We're going to have to really seek out truth tellers in order for us to get the information. So here's some advice because I've been doing this for like 20 years now. Um, As far as finding truth tellers and and really understanding what's actually going on, I look at foreign newspapers, you know, that maybe aren't deep state controlled. I look, I read the headlines from all over the world. I contrast them. I study what they're saying to see if there's validity to it. You know, it's actually a full-time job, if you ask me. I mean, a, a good portion of my day, I spend time doing this because I don't want to report falsely. I don't want to be deceived myself. And I'm not saying that sometimes I'm not. But I, the biggest thing I can tell you as a believer is to pray for discernment and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you uh, because that's what we need. And then again, know the Word of God because if you know the Word of God, you're going to be able to see, well, does that pan out? Does that agree with what God's saying in his word? Or is that something that's not in agreement? Because there's a lot of teachings out there right now that make things sound really peaceful and nice. And wow, you know, can we all just get along and unity? Let's just unify all the religions. You know, we all serve the same God. Let's just unify. It doesn't really matter if we have different beliefs. A lot of that going on. And that's really an end time thing because the enemy is trying to uh, cause a false religion, if you would. People like Oprah Winfrey. I mean, she's pushed and peddled some stuff that has been pretty absurd, that has been pretty demonic. And yet there's a lot of people, even in the Christian community, that look up to her, think she's like this great icon. I know uh, specifically this one gentleman that, you know, has influence in the Christian community and thinks Oprah is just the cat's meow. (laughs) And so I don't argue with him on it. But, you know, to me, I think, wow, that, that brother is deceived, you know, to think that. 
So anyways, there's a lot of deception out there. There's a lot of people that really don't understand the battle that we're even in. Uh, the enemy has done a good job of making himself appear as if he's not even there. Uh, the biggest deception that he's he's brought on the church or on the on the world is that he doesn't exist. Because if we don't think he exists, we're not going to understand what our battle is, which is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and against principalities and against wicked rulers, you know, against the wickedness in this world. So when you look at the movies that are being produced by Hollywood, you know, when you look at the television shows, I remember driving the other day and I looked up, there's a billboard and it says evil, a new show called evil. I mean, come on. You know, my wife and I, we just marvel at some of the stuff. For a while I had Netflix. I canceled it. I canceled Netflix because almost every show is demonic. Almost every show is sexually explicit. Almost every show is pushing a demonic agenda. And, you know, when we, we used to go see more movies, we really don't see that many unless a Christian movie comes out now. And don't think that I'm extreme for saying that because, I mean, I like movies. But the truth is, is that the movies have agendas that they're pushing on us. And that's how they roll out a lot of these absurd things. They start them, they, they you know, source them from initially a television show that's supposedly, quote-unquote, groundbreaking. You know, like this RuPaul's drag queen thing or whatever he does. I don't even know what he does, but I honestly never watch one of the shows. But I keep seeing it win award after award. It's like one of the highly uh, acclaimed, most highly acclaimed shows on television right now. Ridiculous. A drag show. It doesn't surprise me because they're trying to have drag queens teach our children. Drag queen story time. We should be outraged by this stuff. But instead, we're scared. We're scared to stand up. We're scared to push back because we don't want to be labeled a hate monger. We don't want to be labeled non-PC. This is what's happening in our world and so many people are quiet. How can we be quiet? How can we not say anything? I'm sorry, I, I am passionate about it. You want your kid taught by a drag queen? You know, there was a time in our world when people would have considered that mental illness. Now, all of a sudden, it's supposed to be, like, celebrated. We're in an age where wickedness is called good. And yet, so many people are asleep at the wheel. So many people are asleep at the wheel. Churches, pastors that are afraid to talk about anything. None of the things I've talked about today. They won't even cover it. What they want to do is get a pat on the back and say, Your message encouraged me, pastor. Thank you so much. Am I against encouragement? No. I'm not against encouragement. I try to encourage people every time, every chance I get. But the truth is that I also got to tell people because I love them enough to tell them the truth. What the Bible actually says. Because that's what's going to bring favor and blessing on their life. You know, when we find out all these people that are depressed and oppressed and struggling, well, often we find no one's discipled them. No one's told them the truth. No wonder they're struggling. What if we set them free by telling them the truth of the gospel? What if we set them free by telling them what will actually set them free? What will actually get them delivered? Deliverance is a tough road to walk sometimes. The Bible says some things through prayer and fasting. Do you really think that a lot of these megachurches, I'm not being facetious, I'm not trying to condemn them, but do you really think a good portion of the audience in a lot of these megachurches are fasting? Just tell me the truth. Do you really think that? No, no. You'd be lucky if a quarter of the people, I hate to say it, but a quarter of the people 
are actually serving the Lord according to what the Bible says. Straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. That's why we have the remnant church. But is the remnant church really the remnant or is that just actually the church? Because what are the other people that aren't even changing their life one iota? They go to church to be encouraged and to have a social structure. But then they go out and they're sleeping around, doing drugs, looking at pornography, watching all these filthy TVs and movies, fornicating, committing adultery. No one's correcting them. No one's confronting the sin. No one's discipling them. Gosh, today, friends, it's hard to even get somebody to go meet somebody at Starbucks and disciple them. Remember the time when that was like the big thing? You know, people would disciple you and you'd have mentors that cared about you. How are you doing, brother? You doing okay? How you doing, sister? You know, how's your walk? Is there anything I can pray for you about? How often are we hearing that today? People become more selfish. You know, um, more 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 disclosed you know just separated from the body isolated a lot of that's happening right now especially with the online virtual culture that we're now developing and we have developed for a while now you know facebook's been around for a while now it, it, it's not new technology anymore i know a lot of people still want to think that it's it's like some new technology or cutting edge it's been around for years now okay <laughs> it's been around for a long time over a decade actually and uh, things, are, things are changing in our world. Yes, there's a lot of new technology that's coming out. A lot of it can be used for the good and glory of God if the church embraces it and, and utilizes it for that, for that method. But unfortunately, a large portion of the technology is being used for the demonic agenda. To bring in the global government, to bring in the one world government, to put us into virtual ghettos, to silence the Christians, to silence the conservatives, to silence the message of truth, to punish us, to bring in a social score. If you can't see what the Bible said, exactly what the Bible said would happen is happening, all I can say is wake up. Wake up. Maybe there's a reason why you tune in today's program. Share this message. You know what? It's a high cost that I have to pay to speak the truth. I wish I were, were getting enough money that we could even you know, produce a better quality program. That would be nice. Every time I ask for any kind of donation, people say, well, you're asking for money a lot. By the way, you can go to ToddCoconato.com. T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com. I'll show you some ways that you can donate. We really need reoccurring payments. I'm not saying this just because I want money. I'm not saying this because I want to live in some plush mansion. Send you a prayer cloth that I prayed on for 20 bucks. I'm not doing that. I'm not sending, selling snake oil or anything like that. We're trying to survive and stand for truth. We said, send me, I'll go. So yeah, you know what? People get mad. Every time I, you know, oh my goodness, you're asking for money. You know what? I cringe to ask for money. I cringe. I don't want to do it. I wish I didn't need to. I pray to the Lord, open up the resources. You own a cattle on a thousand hills, please. And God has provided for me and my family. I mean, we're not hurting or struggling in a way that we don't live okay. But, you know, to, to, to make this operation go farther and reach more people and do some marketing and you know, just to even sustain, I mean, just to pay to be on some of these podcasting platforms is expensive. Some of the, you know, technology that we have to use, we got to pay for all this stuff. And so that's why I ask. It's not because I, oh my gosh, I want a mansion or a jet plane. I'm not one of those guys. I think anybody that knows me by now knows that, okay? Woe to those people. 
If you have enough money to buy multiple jet planes or you're living in a mansion, you're a pastor, wake up, buddy. Wake up. Because that's not what our world needs right now. Our world needs the gospel. We need to get it out. Man, I would hold a church service every night if I could, to be honest with you. Healing meetings, tent meetings, revival meetings. Why not? Why not? We need a revival in our nation, friends. What is revival? It's new life. New life is only found through Jesus Christ. How long are we going to let these other people push their agenda on our young people, on the next generation, on us? With these wicked shows, Lucifer, a show called Lucifer. How more blatant can they be? How more in their fa- our faces can they be? I mean, they're, they're not even hiding it anymore. They've gone mainstream. The devil's gone mainstream. And yet the church, let's encourage everybody. I don't want to talk about that issue, Pastor Todd. That's controversial. That might get people to, to leave the church. And, you know, we need to bring in the tides. I mean, I'm not even kidding. This is actually what people are, are seriously worried about right now. Not, not worried about standing before the throne of glory one day in judgment. When the Holy Spirit and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords ask us, what did you do this for? Why did you not stand for truth? I gave you the platform. I gave you the resources. If my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways. I'm sorry, I'm on fire today. Because I just wonder how long, how long will we allow all this madness Yeah, we need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our president. All these people that are going against the president every single day. I've never seen a man, honestly, in my life that's had more warfare. Oh, I know he's not pastor-in-chief. I didn't elect a pastor-in-chief. But thank God Donald Trump is standing, trying to to keep us out of a war that the globalists are trying to push us into, the neocons, the military-industrial complex, trying to allow us freedom of religion, freedom of the press, trying to you know, defend our First and Second Amendment rights, Christian religious liberties and freedoms. And he's looking at the pastors like, well, why do you not care about the Johnson Amendment? Why do you not care? I mean, why aren't you standing up? Why aren't you leading culture? Because he knows when he was a kid that there were preachers out there that were willing to stand for the truth. Everybody remembers that. What happened to those people? Where are they now? Why are they all PC? Politically correct. What have we become, ladies and gentlemen? I'm sorry. I, I, again, I'm not here to judge and condemn everybody. That's not my job. I don't want to sound angry. This is a, it's a righteous anger. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm actually a very happy person. I'm actually a very peaceful person. I'm at peace in my own heart. But I'm upset. And I have a righteous anger to see what's happened in our church community, what's happened in our nation, what's happening in our world. And I believe now is the time that we need to stand up. And that's why I take the time every day to do the Remnant Godcast. That's why. I'm no, I'm no, you know, I'm no, no better than you. <laughs> I'm just a person on a mission. And I hope you are too. We can change this thing. We can turn it around. We can be the change. But we got to stand for righteousness. And ask the Holy Spirit of living God every day to fill us up. To fill us up. And to give us the strength and the fortitude and the strategy and the wisdom on how to navigate through the minefields of this world. It's the only way we're going to be able to make it, church. Love you guys. I bless you. Thank you for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast. Let's be praying for our nation and our world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Oh